Okay, so this is our second share for today. And as you know, the last couple of weeks, we've been uh, discussing the house of Rashi, the family of Rashi. We've discussed many generations. This coming week is going to be the yard side of Rashi on Chavtes Tamos. So for those of us who are able to join, um, it will be a really a historic opportunity. For those who have been preparing and learning with us, so you'll be vicariously joining us through our Limud, because we know that if somebody cannot make it to a Matseva, the Iker monument of the Gedolei Yisrael are not their graves. That's really just uh, a landmark. But the main memorial of the Gedolei Yisrael is their Torah. And when one learns the Torah of the Gedolei, it is like standing at their Matseva. So, <coughs> uh, really, the main benefit of going to these places are... Uh, not visiting the places of their death, but bringing these G'daylem to life. And I hope a little bit we're able to make the luminaries of whose Hashem Mipiyamanu Chayim, I hope we're able to bring their personalities to life so that when we learn their Torah, it's not just dry fact, but we're learning uh, really Divrei Eloikim Chayim. So uh, we spoke about Rashi, which is Generation 1. We spoke about last Friday Rashi's son-in-law's the Rivan, Rabbi Yudha Bar Nasan, who wrote the end of the commentary of Masech Damakos, and Rabbeinu Meir, the son-in-law of Rashi. That's Generation 2. We spoke for many weeks about Generation 3, the grandchildren of Rashi, mostly the children of Rabbeinu Meir. We spoke about Rabbeinu Tam. We spoke about Rabbeinu Shmuel Bar Meir, the Rashbam. That's the three generations, Rashi, his sons-in-law, and his grandchildren. Today we're going to learn about Generation 4. Actually, Generation 4, 5, and 6. Okay? Now I'm going to tell you something. Um, I, I may have mentioned it in passing one or two times. But today we're going to focus on it for real. If you ask most people who is the greatest of all the Rishonim, most would say the Rambam. And for Ashkenazim, this is, this is not the case. Absolutely not. We consider... Two of the Balei HaToysvis, the greatest of all the Rishonim, and it's not necessarily Rashi. And who are we to judge who is the greatest, who wasn't? So we have to rely on people who know how to measure these things. Today we're going to talk about not the third generation, Rabbeinu Tam, but Rabbeinu Tam's nephew. So, Rabbeinu Tam had a sister. I believe her name was Miriam. She was the Rashbam's sister also. This woman married the, the son of the Master Vitri. The Master Vitri was Rashi's student. His name was Reb Simcha Vitri. He had a son, Shmuel, who was known as Shmuel HaChassid. Shmuel HaChassid became the brother-in-law of, um, became the brother-in-law of Rabbeinu Tam and the Rashbam. He married her sister and he produced Rabbeinu Yitzchak. Rabbeinu Yitzchak was the spiritual heir of Rabbeinu Tam. If we could say Toysus had an editor, it would be Rabbeinu Yitzchak. He, he's called the Ri Hazakein. If you ever see in Toysus, Hiksha Hari, or Hari Hazakein, he is the primary architect of Toysus. He is the primary editor and redactor of Toysus. Again, we're going to see Rabbeinu Tam had 80 Talmidim. 
who sat before him, and he had hundreds of students. And each student had their own toysvahs. But the compilation of toysvahs as we have it today, now here's another very important idea. And that is the editor of the toysvahs, of each mesechta, there's a different editor. Some toysvahs in, let's say, Anuma Marame Rotenberg. That's why very often you cannot ask a contradiction between Toysus in one place and the other because they're different people. But most people don't know that. Every Mesechda is a different story. Toysus and every Mesechda is a different editor. But the main architect of Toysus is the Riyazakin. We're going to see the Riyazakin was Kemat or maybe he was the greatest of all the Rishonim, together with his uncle, Rabbeinu Tam. The Chidah says that Rabbeinu Yitzchak, Bala Toysus, who's the Ribar Shmuel, he's the Riyazakin. Okay, so one name is Rabbeinu Yitzchak. Another name is Rabbeinu Ribar Shmuel. He's the Riyazakin. <coughs> Just uh, do me a favor, the, whatever marks are made, everybody sees it, okay? Vuhu ben Achois Rajbam Rabbeinotam, he's the son of the sister of the Rajbam Rabbeinotam and the Rivam. And he is the grandson of the daughter of Rashi. Meaning Rashi had a daughter, her name was Yoicheved. Yoicheved had a son, Yoicheved, um, Yocheved had a daughter, Miriam, and Miriam had a son, Rabbeinu Yitzchak. Very simple here. Rashi's son-in-law, Rabbeinu Meir, had four, showed four sons and one daughter, or at least one daughter. Rabbeinu Tam, the Rashbam, the Rivam, Rabbeinu Shloimai, and their daughter married Rav Shmuel HaChassid, and that produced Rashi's great-grandson, the Rihazakin. Now, Rabin the Riyazakin had a son, Rabinu El Khanan. Okay, we're gonna talk about him because he was the son of the Riyazakin. He's already fifth generation. <coughs> so the Riyazakin is fourth generation. Riyazakin is the um, grandson of the Mahsavitri. Um, the Riyazakin himself says, it's brought in the Mordechai, in the beginning of Marit Katim, Zalashon Re'isi B'Matzor Vitri, She... Sim Zekeni Rabbeinu Simcha Mitamei Rashi Ayin Sham. Okay? And the Chida is very troubled that the Bach says, Rabbeinu Shmaya wrote the Matzor Vitri, it's not true. And the Knesset Hakdoila, he says that the Riyazakin is the son of the Rashbam, it's not true. Um, now, the Chidah brings that Rabbeinu Yehuda of Paris and Rabbeinu Shimshon of Shantz and his brother the Ritzbah were all students of the Riyazakin. Now this is very important. So again, the Riyazakin is Rabbeinu Tam's nephew, Rashi's great-grandson. His students of, were Rabbi Yehuda of Paris, Rabbi Shimshon of Shantz, the Ritzbah. Do you remember in Toysus always says, Hiksha Ritzbah, Hiksha Ritzbah. The Ritzbah 
is Rabbeinu Yitzchak ben Avraham, or he's known as Rabbeinu Yitzchak Habachor. Why Habachor? As opposed to his Rebbe, Rabbeinu Yitzchak, the Rihazokin, so the next generation they called Rabbeinu Yitzchak Habachor. Fine. Now, what's very interesting is the Rihazokin had a son, Rabbeinu Elchanan. Often Tyson will say, Hiksha Rabbeinu Elchanan, he was the son <coughs> of the Rihazokin. And by the way, he had a son, Rabbeinu Shmuel. We're going to talk about him at the end of the year. Now, I want to share with you a few things about the Riha Zakein and Rabbeinu Tam. The first thing is that Rabbeinu Tam and the Riha Zakein had a very special proficiency and a unique knowledge. Namely, they were the first ones to master the Yushalmi and to bring the Yushalmi into explaining the Bavli. The Amshel Shloimai writes that Rabbeinu Tam and the Ri, they were Baki and the Yushalmi more than anyone in the history of the world. That's the first Yudhiyah. Next Yudhiyah. You know, there's a question. We know why don't we keep two days of Yom Kippur? We keep two days of Pesach, we keep two days of Shavuos, why don't we keep two days of Yom Kippur? The answer is because uh, people wouldn't survive. But really we should. The Riyazokin always fasted two days Yom Kippur because of Sveik of the Yoyma. That's one of the saintly practices of the Riyazokin. It's brought in the Piskei Atosis and Menachos Ois Reish Aleph. The Piskei Atosis says... That by Mili Dairaisa, we're worried about a suffix, and really we should fast two days Yom Kippur, but we can't be goys around the tzibur. Elohim Kane Hatsibuchan Lamiba, the Rihaya Misane, but the Rihazakin, he would fast. <coughs> now, watch this. In the Sefer, Tseidullah Derech, he brings a Rabbeinu Yitzchak the Ri, the son of the sister Rabbeinu Tam. He tapped. He said he taught in yeshiva. He said my rabbeim from France testified that in front of the riyazakin he always had sixty talmidim. Each talmid would listen to the halacha. Listen to this, and each talmid was in charge of mastering one of the sixty mesechtas of shas. The ri made a deal with his sixty talmidim. Each one was in charge of a different mesechta. This way, if they had to say, oh, get me a chulin, get me a krisus, they, that guy, that Talmud would stand up and he would say it verbatim. And this way, Rabbeinu Yitzhak was sure that whatever he would teach would be consistent with the entire shas. He would teach each one a masechta. Meaning, Rabbeinu Yitzhak made sure that when he would give shir, everything he said was consistent with the whole shas. And any time he said something that was questionable about something else in shas, it was up for discussion among the group. That's the kind of melcham So you had 60 lions, warriors, <coughs> at the shir of, Rabbe, of the Riyazakin, and whatever he would say, 
It uh, doesn't fit into Kresis, doesn't fit into Yavamis, doesn't fit into Ksubis. One of them would stand up and they would iron it out. Now here's the, here's the key. This is brought in the introduction of the Amshel Shloimai. He says that I found in the Tshuva the Rosh that Rabbeinu Moshe Bar Maimon, the Rambam, Gadol Hayom Oid B'chal HaChachmais. He was great in all the wisdoms. But when he argues with Rabbeinu Tamari, Shaloi Lishmoya Elav, don't listen to the Rambam. Lelech Achari Balei Atoisvis. Ki Kabbalah Biyadoi, we have a tradition from the Rosh. Rabbeinu Tam, Viriatsar Fasim. Rabbeinu Tam and the Ri, Hayu Gedoilim, Bechachma, they were wiser than the Rambam. Uva Minyan, and they had more students than the Rambam. That is the tradition of Ashkenazic Jewry. <coughs> so sometimes people get an inferiority complex when they get, yo, the Sephardim, they had the Rif, they had the Rambam, yes. And who are we to even evaluate the brilliant brightness of such luminaries? However, the Amshel Shloimer says that we have a tradition from the Rush. That as bright of a sun that the Rambam was, the divine light of Rabbi Tam and the Ri was even brighter. By the way, I'll show you the lesson of the Rush. My friend Rav Shulman Margarefta showed me the Ritva. The Ritva Amsachim says, and we understand the Ritva was a Svardi. He says, Ein lanu shadankein. We don't have anyone greater since Moshe than the Rambam. That's what the Sephardim say. We say, yeah, we do. Rabbeinu Tam and the Ri. The Rush writes, Yoyser yeshlanu lismai chaleha me'adivri Ramosha, because the Rambam writes, divrei nevuah b'loi raya. You hear this? Because when the Rambam writes halacha, he doesn't cite his sources. So as great as the Rambam was, greater is someone who tells you where he gets it from. And Toysus always quotes the Gemara he got it from. The Rambam, we don't know where he got it from. In fact, legend has it <coughs> that uh, the son of the Rambam challenged the Rambam on that, and the Rambam regretted doing that. But that's what the Rush says. The Rush says that the words of the Rambam, we don't know what the source is. And Rabbeinu Tam and the Ri were muflagum yoyser v'chachma v'minyan. Not that I could... Bimachria, says the Rush. But I'm just telling you my tradition. <clears throat> the Amarik writes, there was no one greater than Rabbeinu Yitzchak, that's the Ri, and Rabbeinu Elchanan, his son, is on par with Rabbeinu Tam and the Ri. What happened to Rabbeinu Elchanan? Very sadly, Rabbeinu Elchanan was killed, I believe, in the Third Crusade. And Rabbeinu Yitzchak Hazakein outlived him. The Marshal writes in his famous Tshuva Simen Chavtes that after Rabbeinu Tam, the Ri was the Rashiva in Ramron, will be there. You know, it's very interesting to me. People go all over. They go to Kerastir. They go to Lezhensk. But the greatest centers in the history of the tradition of Torah where the, where the Balei HaToys was taught. In the year Tav Tav Kuf Mem Dalid, Rabbeinu Elchanan was killed. Um, 
In fact, we actually have, and it's published now, the Toysus Arabinu al You know, the Gemara Navoidazara refers to Rome as Roimi Chayeves. Roimi, the, the ones that are Chayav, meaning they're, they're obligatory. In other words, they're wicked. So usually we say they're wicked because they murder Jews. Rabbeinu Al-Khanan says, you know why Rome is considered wicked? Because of one particular act that they did. <coughs> Not because they destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, but because they killed Rabbeinu Chani, uh, they killed Rabbi Hanina ben Tradyoin. Isn't that amazing? Rabbeinu Al-Khanan writes that the reason why Rome is considered wicked is not because of what they did to the temple, because of what they did to the tzaddikim. So the Mepharshim asked, what about what they did to Rabbi Akiva? What about what they did to other Tanah? Well, what they did to Rabbi Hanina ben Tradion was in a way the worst, because he was wrapped in the Sefer Torah. So Marv Rabbi that's the Rihazakein. I think, you know, when you see a Toysis quoting the Rihazakein, ah, oh, that's a Toysis asks. Toysis asks, this is the greatest of all the Rishayim. Now, the Rihazakin had a number of Talmidim. One was Rabbeinu Yitzchak Bar Avram of Shans. The, the Rishans. Yeah, let's see. <coughs> now... Now, I want to tell you something interesting. The Rishans is not the Riva. You know who the Rishans is? You ever see in Toysus, Hiksha Ritzba? You ever see the name Ritzba? The Ritzba is Rabbeinu Yitzchak Bar Avram, student of the Rihazakin. Now, the Chida quotes the Prima Gadim that says, that the Riva is the Ritzba, the Ribachur. Um, it's not really true. The Rabbeinu Yitzchak Bar Avram of Shans is the Rihabachur, is the Ritzba. Sometimes Toysus says Riva and it's referring to the Ritzba. But most of the time Riva is Rabbeinu Yitzchak Bar Ashar. Um, so the Ritzba, you ever hear of that name? I'm sure you've come across the Ritzba. The Ritzba is a student of the Riyazakin, Rabbeinu Yitzchak Bar Avram. He had a brother uh, from Shantz, Rabbeinu Shimshain Bar Avram, also student of the Riyazakin. He wrote the classic commentary of Mishnah Yisroim and Taharois. He also wrote Toysus Shantz. You ever see Toysus say, Ah, oh, Hiksha Rajba. And people say, oh, the Rajba, I know, the Rajba, like the Rajba and the Ritva. No, Toysus is not quoting the Rajba. The Rajba came later. When Toysus quotes the Rajba, it's Rabbeinu Shimshon Bar Avram, the brother of the Ritzba. There's the Ritzva and the Rajba. V'hu Rajba Hamuskar B'Toysus. Now I want to share with you an amazing thing. So we have Rashi. We have his two son-in-laws, the Rivan and the Rabbeinu Meir. We have the third generation is Rabbeinu Tam, the Rajbam, the Rivam, and their sister. The fourth generation is the Rihazakin. 
Rabbi Yazakein had a son, Rabbeinu Elchanan, which who was on par with <coughs> Rabbeinu Elchanan was on par with the Rihazakein. Rabbeinu Elchanan, before he was killed, he had a son, Rabbeinu Shmuel. He's Rabbeinu Shmuel, then Rabbeinu Elchanan, then Rabbeinu Yitzchak. He is the author of Toisvis and Moed Katan. Okay. Every Taisus Amayid Katan was redacted by sixth generation from Rashi. And really what I want to bring to your attention is each Masechta had different editors of Taisus. So um, in the Sefer Balea Taisus he brings that the author of Taisus Amayid Katan relates that I remember when I was young my grandfather, so let's think who was his grandfather. His father was Rabbi Noel Chanan and his grandfather was Rabbi Noel Yitzhak, the Riyazakein. That the Riyazaki would not go back to seed in Avelos until the fourth week. I don't know why. So we don't know who this, um, I don't, we don't know who this writer is, but he's saying his grandfather, Rabbeinu Yitzchak. Now the Ritzba writes in the Tshuva that I heard from Rabbeinu Shmuel, the son of Rabbeinu Elchanan, that the Riyazokin did not go back to see to the fourth week. So now we know that the author of Ma'id Katan who's saying, I remember my grandfather was Rabbi Shmuel. There is no doubt, says the author of Sefer Bali Atoisus, that Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Khanan, grandson of the Riyazokin, he is the one speaking to us in Toysus Ma'id Katan. So that's really an amazing thing and it's... Uh, we know from the Chida that the author of Yuma is Marami Rotenberg, but every Masechta had a different character and a different redactor. Okay, Marv um, you should know that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Baliatosis. In fact, on one of the Crusades, a few hundred of them made Aliyah with the Crusaders. And they made a deal. We'll go up with you. When they got to Eretz Yisrael, they did not let the Baliatosis into Yerushalayim. So the Baliatosis went to Akko, and they actually set up shop in a crusader castle. They bribed them, and in Akko today, the tradition is, are buried hundreds of Baliatosis. So, you know, what's, what's incredible is we mentioned that the fate of French Jewry was very different than Sephardic Jewry. In France, during the Crusades, very few Jews converted to Christianity. As opposed to in the Sephardic lands, there was rampant conversion. Rampant. I'm not talking about thousands, not talking about tens of thousands, we're talking about hundreds of thousands. So clearly, the Gedolim in France really impacted French Jewry in an incredible way, whether it was because of their very in-depth style of learning or the fact that there were literally hundreds and hundreds of G'doylei Ma'oyrei Baleatoisis, but uh, they were the backbone of the of the Messiah of Klal Yisrael through the Baleatoisis, and I hope uh, some of their names will be a little bit more meaningful to us. I wish everybody a wonderful Shabbos. And uh, we'll, there will be Shabbos Shem Monday morning. Okay, cult of everyone. Agun Shabbos. Thank you, thank you. Cult of everyone. Shabbos.